Hi, this is Joel Applebaum. I'm the Chief Content Officer with ERMI, and I'm here live at the 2022 ERMI Emmett J. Vaughn Agricon Conference with Hugh Burgess. He's the U.S. Chief Underwriting Officer at Accelerant Holdings, and it's somewhat of a deja vu situation, right? Um, we sat down together back in Richmond, Virginia, where you were our keynote speaker in 2019, and uh, it was a, a great chat and one of our early podcasts, and it was actually about technology and how it might impact the underwriting process, the, the buying process, and uh, I thought, wow, wouldn't it be fun when I heard you were going to be here sponsoring our event that I thought, let's, let's do another look at this and do a 2.0 on this. So I'm really excited about that, and I really want to revisit some of your thoughts and predictions from back then. And um, welcome. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks, Joel. It's it's uh, certainly great to be here, and congrats to Ermi for being able to reestablish um, being here at uh, at Agricon live and in person. It's uh, it's truly exciting. Yeah, it is. Uh, I tell you, it's been a challenge over the last couple of years where we haven't been able to do live, but we learned a lot of things about connecting with all of our customers uh, virtually, and that's been exciting for us, and we feel really comfortable now doing it in a hybrid environment where we have both live and uh, virtual being simulcast together, which is really cool, and uh, it's, it, it's kind of fun, and so I really look forward to... Uh, hitting some questions with you. Me too. All right, well, let's do it. All right, remind us, you of your background in the insurance and technology field. Just kind of give us the quick highlights. Yeah, um, uh, 20 year plus and, and climbing, I guess, insurance veteran, uh, mostly on the carrier side and um, working with some great companies and some great folks in the underwriting claims, actuarial, and a ver variety of functions. More recent times have have carried me into the insurtech space, and it's been a, a you know a thrill at this part of my career to to leverage all of that positive experience in working with folks, and 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 now look towards the future of insurance with technology. Awesome. Well, great. One of the things we talked about in our first podcast a few years ago was your thoughts on things and how it might change because of insurtech, the impacts on agents and brokers in the agribusiness space. Uh, particularly, we talked uh, then about uh, whether farm insurance customers would go direct and purchase insurance on the internet or on an app, and uh, those uh, long handwritten accord apps often went largely unanswered, uh, but the process could be better with a, a data exchange. So do you think you've seen uh, more of an uptake on that as you expressed? and? Uh, what other efficiencies are you now seeing from InsureTech in the underwriting process? Yeah, um, great question and, and, and certainly one um, very relevant and looking back to the first time and maybe I should also say the perspective I, ha I now have in my career is as the Chief Underwriting Officer in the U.S. for Accelerant, which is primarily in the InsureTech space. Um, and we are primarily coming at InsurTech from the uh, carrier and capacity providing, but you'll see us in the future in um, leveraging data and technology for distribution and for investing uh, as well. So it's very exciting to have that perspective. Um, I guess the first thing we didn't um, predict 
last time around, uh, Joel, when we sat down, is the pandemic, right? Um, <laughs> and uh, certainly uh, technology uh, progress has accelerated a lot of the things we, we, we talked about last time, um, but perhaps the pandemic did as well. And um, we did talk about the, the eight-page application and, and that is it really uh, necessary? Um, is, it, is, is all that uh, information, which oftentimes was blank or handwritten or um, difficult to verify, would be needed? And, and we, we talked about how it would likely um, bifurcate uh, going forward with a small and a simple um, not really requiring that eight-page uh, application approach and, and the large and the complex perhaps needing more than the, the eight-page application. And I think if you fast forward to today, I think that certainly has played out. Um, now, again, COVID was a, was a factor we didn't predict in the last couple of years. Um, perhaps it would have changed rapidly even without COVID just from technology. But I think today for the for the for the large and the complex, you're seeing a lot more complicated data and analytics on a customized risk by risk basis. Um, taking and, and, and a lot of it's been great to learn about here at at Agricon and with with Ermi's some um, wonderful uh, sessions. Um, but for the simple and the small, where the insure techs really play a role, I, I think you'll see very few handwritten applications being done anymore. Maybe. It's um, uh, still alive in, 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 in some small uh, unseen pockets here or there by some people who remain loyal to that sort of a thing. But it, with, with certainly with COVID, who's even around um, to walk into a, 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 an agent's office and write out a hand-paged application, let alone um, use that for the, to the start of the process. Um, I would think most of the small and simple farm risks these days are um, the agent, um, perhaps, and, and it was a good debate back then whether InsureTech would enable um, distribution to be bypassed and insure it's going direct. Although we thought farm was specialized enough that it, agents would re remain and, and B2B would still be the case, and I, I think that's still the case. However, their lives have, have really advanced, and, and you're seeing a lot of portals on the internet and a lot of business from the agent to the carrier being technology-driven and a lot, lot better than those eight-page uh, lengthy applications um, that hopefully will become um, more of a, a museum artifact uh, um, than something uh, we'll see very much more going forward. Interesting. Great. Uh, yeah, we, we, we were not able to predict COVID, and that's, that's for sure. And it, and it has changed the game. And also, I think, you know, one of the things we've seen over that period of time, too, is a, is a, is a harder market, right? Yes. And, and that has probably changed the game for the more complicated insurers where we need maybe more information and potentially some technology or data exchanges there could, could, could make a difference, right? Um, I, I think we've really seen an uptake on your prediction that drones and data from third parties would really aid in streamlining risk management and loss control. Can you speak to that one? Yeah, it, um, that's certainly been the case. I think you've seen a lot of cat modeling uh, move from the back end of the of the carrier and reinsurance um, to the front end, and and seeing a proliferation of modeling being done um, from third parties. So you're we're getting a lot of weather data. Um, we're getting a lot of um, uh, geographic uh, data specific to the locations, the farm, the agricultural locations. 
um, at the front end of the business and allowing us to underwrite more efficiently and, 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 and hopefully more accurately uh, going forward. So that's a, a big change. We, we um, um, talked about drones a lot, which certainly have, have increased, but um, maybe the big one is, is the satellite imagery. I, I, um, I, I don't know anything these days that isn't underwritten without um, some, some look at the uh, satellite uh, imagery. Um, of, of, of specific, it almost feels like you can plop yourself onto the farm from your COVID um, basement or office at home or the environment that we're underwriting from these days and, um, and can really feel as if you were visiting through technology that actual location. It's uh, just a tre tremendous uh, um, increase in, 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 in that usage. Uh, and then last, I, 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 um, I came out of the uh, um, session here at, at, at Agricon on, um, on frost and learned a lot about um, parametric insurance uh, from the speaker and um, sensor technology has really increased like we talked about two years ago and in fact has not only gone from providing data um, but has now also triggering coverage. Um, they're, they're actually using the sensors in the parametric policies to be the, the trigger, whether the whatever um, the policy said of a certain temperature to trigger uh, a coverage, or whether it was um, a, some type of exposure that that sensor can read, um, triggering exposure is is amazing. So sensor technology has really increased since the last time we talked. Yeah, I think that is interesting, especially with parametric, because it, from that session, you, you might know it's like. We're not going to argue about it. There's not going to be a long claim process. It's just going to pay, right? Which is is interesting. And then, in where it's not parametric insurance, maybe what I see from our predictions a while ago is people utilizing um, insure tech a little bit more to prevent risks, right? To detect stuff that says, "Hey, watering might help here," or you know, other things. And um, you know. You talked in, in 2019 in your keynote about sensor technology being used in agriculture. Um, and the one we, we laughed about, I think, was the, uh, the, the texting cow or the, uh, the, the, the talking cow. And uh, that's because, you know, cows were being used to uh, transmit data, right? So can you talk to us a little bit about the aerial imagery and other emerging technologies that help, could help manage risks in the agricultural space uh, absolutely it was a it was a lot of fun to talk about texting cows um two years ago um and and i invited people to google it it was a real thing back then <laughs> um if you google it now i think you'll see it's even more of a real thing and yep. and it, it it sounds um um perhaps uh like the cows are actually uh um, using their thumbs like the rest of us to text the farmers about certain things or or perhaps socialize with the farmers but no uh it really is just that use of 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 sensor technology and um that has become more and more the the, the case whether it's the cows or whether it senses sensors on the fences or sensors in various places that provide all sorts of data and information that um whatever loss control or whatever farm management practice um, can react to. Um, it's a, it's an interesting thing to put the, the, the cows or uh, the equipment or things to work um, even in, in these new technology-driven ways. Awesome. Very interesting. Um, 
You know, one thing we talked about in our first podcast was the proliferation of cyber exposures. So have you seen this become an even bigger exposure or threat in agribusiness since we first spoke? And have you seen more carriers start to offer cyber insurance in the past few years? I know initially there wasn't a big take up for it in, in the agribusiness. Yeah, um, as, as farm tech has expanded, and I think we did predict that two years ago that farm tech has expanded, the exposure to cyber um, is certainly increased over the last couple of years. Now, um, coming into this conference, I don't think we would have predicted um, the unfortunate circumstances of the, 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 the war in Ukraine, um, where a lot of that war, yes, is, is, is very tragic for what's going on locally in, in, in those countries. Um, but there's also a, a cyber war uh, going on that a lot of people are, are wondering how it's going to proliferate outside of or you know, geography, you know, go global perhaps. Um, and certainly farmers will not be immune. Everybody will be really unheightened awareness around cyber attack coming from um, all sorts of places, perhaps from, from, from Russia now. And how does that um, impact coverage now? Is it, is it probably a, an, an army session to be had um, <laughs> from, a, from, a, from a better expert than me? Um, you know, there's uh, uh, cyber and there's war. Um, and it, now perhaps those two are, 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 are merging to some extent, and, and it'll be interesting how we as an insurance uh, community react to that. But certainly there's been an uptick. Um, uh, uh, identity theft also, I think, has become a, a slimmed down cyber coverage that's more affordable for farmers, more affordable for individuals. Mm -hmm. um, we've seen definitely upticks there. Um, but, you know, as, as, as the world sees cyber um, globally uh, happening, it, it, the, the need for it is, uh, and protection from it, from cyber attacks is going to be um, ever more and more. Yeah, I think sometimes there's some pretty expensive equipment out there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it operates by itself and it's, you know, can potentially be exposed to threats. There's a lot of talk here about robots planting everything. So uh, it, it is interesting and there are some interesting thought pieces at, at, at ERMI in, in subscription. It's like the risk reporter about the war exclusion and how that might interact there. So it's... Uh, it's definitely interesting times and uh, you know much like as COVID appeared and there were a lot of challenges to the insurance coverage I think you know cyber and and war do also provide challenges to uh, insurance so interesting times ahead I also remember us talking about how people used to think InsureTech was a fad um, but uh, we know it's all around us and it, and you know little hindsight it keeps getting more and more involved in our industry um, in terms of uh, efficiencies and in, in fact uh, we have two sessions that relate to InsureTech here at this conference live so I, I just you know I want to thank you for your time today and I think this was very enlightening I, I think we've you know started something here so can you give me uh, a couple more predictions, one or two, um, on InsureTech change we need to prepare for in the next year or two? And um, maybe you can come back and we'll look at those predictions again. Uh, so I have to be very careful in what I predict, because um, <laughs> uh, I uh, um, hopefully don't look too bad uh, in, in, in when I 
um, am, am, am invited back. But uh, um, but thank you, Joel. It's, it'll be uh, you know it was, it was a great time here uh, today, and certainly would look forward to um, perhaps every two years for, for 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 the foreseeable future coming back and revisiting this. But to answer your question, um, um, two things I think that I would love to um, suggest are going to um, be very visible or, or very much a part of InsureTech changes over the next couple of years that we can revisit two years from today. Um, one, um, I think we saw back in the day was sort of a, a, some doubt or some feelings that it would, would be a, a, a fad and there was a lot of more private investment going on with InsureTech. Um, really Lemonade being kind of the only one that was generating some some public funding. I think we've seen over the last two years since we last spoke a lot more public funding to suggest it's not a fad, like you also said, um, and there's more insurtechs that have gone public since Lemonade, and um, and that's despite some, some pretty volatile economic um, uh, circumstances from COVID, from from the geopolitical scene and, and obviously now Ukraine, um, like we talked about. So despite that, um, InsureTech has, has gained a lot of not just continued its private funding increases, but has, has, has now generated public funding as well. I would suggest over the next uh, couple of years that that will only increase further, that you'll um, still see the same private funding uh, going on, um, but also several more um, publicly funded in, in Shurtex and and perhaps starting to really climb in the um, in the in the, the market share rankings um, and, and and start to see themselves uh, in in farm market share um, those types of things I think are, are are very possible and very doable over the next couple of years um, the other thing I'd say is uh, and, and and perhaps this isn't new but it seems like a natural continuation and perhaps an accelerating way. Um, is that homeowners has seen a ton of InsureTech, right? Um, and has seen a ton of technology where the InsureTech is piggybacking off of the technology, um, whether it's the, the smart home, the, the thermostats with the sensor technology and the automatic water shutoffs and those sorts of things and having that help um, your drive your premium. If you have automatic water shutoff, you get a, pre similar to the, uh, driving discounts that you now see as commercials on TV. I mean, that's certainly InsureTech right there, right? In in terms mm -hmm. of driving, um, being you know, getting premium for driving slower or safer from sensor technology in the car, directly impacting your premium. The same sorts of things are, are already proliferating in home and, and discounts on your homeowner's insurance. Over the next couple of years, it seems a natural extrapolation for that to enter farm um, and the smart home coverages and premium determinations and loss control to enter into farm or at the very least the 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 home part of a farm owner um, policy we we cover in farm insurance don't we um, personal property including the home as well as farm property um, so certainly at least that personal property including the home will benefit from a lot of that insure tech going on on the homeowner's side um, but perhaps even more on the farm property side as as well and that seems to be a, a second thing we could uh, we can look back on two years from now that I, I suspect will will have grown from today yeah I think that's a great prediction I really like that one I think you know for sure in the home and personal space but 
you know, we can also maybe be a little hopeful that the texting cows, could, <laughs> <laughs> if they send the right text, can get you discounts, right? <laughs> Just getting around there. But it, but but interesting that the sensor technology, um, give, getting the right answers, being proactive in preventing loss, uh, could give you discounts. And I think that is where tech and insurance and and costs meet. And you know, I think a hard market could drive that. And I think this has been a very interesting talk and very insightful. Uh, glad to see you're here, um, and we're excited to have Accelerant as part of the conference and a sponsor. And uh, hopefully you'll be back in two years and we'll talk some more about predictions and the future of insurance. Yeah, thank you, Joel. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. Hey, thanks for listening. Go to ermy.com for more information and be sure to subscribe there to Ermy Podcast for more talks like this and to be notified when a new episode is released. 